I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you take your business to the next level. What I try to do is give you themes and topics that, you know, I think are important and ones that really allow you to think about, not just do the business. This podcast series is supported by Professional Remodeler as well as many of the strategic alliances that are out there, quite frankly, helping you with technologies and different tools to take your business forward. Uh, Today, I want to talk about a topic that is a continuation of a series, and it's part three of Remodeling Sales Mastery. And specifically, the theme I want to talk a little bit about today that I think is especially relevant and, quite frankly, always an issue, but sometimes I think more of an issue than others, and that is creating urgency. And I say sometimes it's more of an issue and less of an issue in that a year ago, I think while you had big backlogs, clients were pushing you forward into projects. Their home was like their sanctuary. It was like the literally the silver lining within the uh, pandemic that we were experiencing. And therefore, uh, the phone was ringing and sales were happening. And especially in 2022, we saw really amazing results. However, when we started to see the interest rates shifting, we started to see economy kind of adjusting a bit. We started to see, you know, homeowners even out there, you know, adjusting some of their priorities. I think this notion of urgency has become more important. And like I said, this is always the tool, I think, that is the difference between, quite frankly, those that are really pro at selling remodeling versus those that are amateurs. Amateurs are order takers. Amateurs are farmers. Pros are hunters. Pros make things happen, not wait for things to happen. So let me begin with kind of an overriding theme that I talk about quite a bit, and that is your biggest competitor continues to be the client. However, the client is really shifting and changing, so you've got to really adjust and pivot to your approach to the client. It's their fears, it's their ignorance about doing remodeling, and it's their certainly overwhelm. You know, clients have become, as I've talked about in the last podcast, a little bit more feral. They've escaped from uh, uh, captivity. And you know a feral animal is not something that you have to just take lightly. You've got to be very careful with them. You know, your biggest competitor in many ways is travel, not other remodelers out there. So you've got to really pivot and adjust, I think, your not only mindset, but also your strategies. So... I always encourage when it comes to sales folks to really be able to answer three whys. And the first why is why should the client do the project? If you don't know why they should do the project, then how can you expect them to know? You just assume because they called you that they know why they want to do the project. But you got to be a little bit of a therapist and get down to the real strong root why. The second is, why do the project with you? You know, we have a tendency just to talk about our good quality work and our great team and uh, what a wonderful company we are, but we don't necessarily differentiate ourselves, I think, from others, and why should they do it with you? And most important 
in this context of our conversation today is why should they do it now? Why should they do it now? You know, and again, I think there's a lot of false positives. There's a lot of misconceptions that homeowners have today about maybe it's okay to put projects off, but you know, and I know it's not really beneficial to them. So I've written down uh, seven themes or tips or techniques that I want to encourage you to think about when it comes to creating urgency. The first is, I always like this three E's kind of approach to things. Number one is you got to make it easy, easy for them to understand why it's important to do it now. And if you're not making it easy for them to understand it, whether it's in the form of words or metaphors or diagrams or showing them evidence, you've got to make it easy for them to have urgency today. Second is you got to begin to talk about urgency and the reason to get going now early in the conversation from your initial call or when you literally have your first home visit. Don't wait till the end of the sale to the close, to the drum roll, so to speak, to focus on creating urgency. By planting the seeds early on in the process, you're going to be more likely to be successful. And then number three E is do it every time. By doing it every time, you not only become masterful at it, but what you also do is you really allow the clients to kind of sort themselves out very quickly and see if, in fact, the urgency techniques tip stick. If they do stick and you do it every single time, you'll know who to be working with and who to move to the back burner and let them simmer. So with all that being said, my first, my second one is you've got to make it really relevant to them. Uh, you know, we have a tendency to spout out, to do scripting, all sorts of things. But if you want to really be successful in sales, especially when it comes to urgency, find that pain point, find that thing that is really relevant to them, not necessarily to the industry or the world. You know, it may be relating to cost, and you can talk about cost escalation. You can go back and look at historical data as it relates to that. You can look at return on investment. You can look at a lot of different angles when it comes to cost. The second thing might be about time. You focus, again, as I'll talk a little bit later, the end in mind, not the beginning, and you focus on time because that's a real priority. Or it might be quality and who do you have on your team or subcontractors that do especially the quality that they're looking for. But you've got to make this whole theme of urgency relevant to them. And if you make it relevant to them, it's more likely that they'll be successful. Number three is you've got to leverage the data. Now, you've heard me talk about this in earlier podcasts. People buy emotionally, but rationalize their decisions logically. So when they're in the moment on a phone call or a Zoom experience or even an in-home visit with you, there's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of dreaming, fantasizing going on. But once you go away and the dust settles from those high emotions, then reality of the rest of their life kind of sorts through. That's when the fears filter through. That's when their overwhelm comes into play. That's when their ignorance comes into play of talking to other people about certain things as it relates to doing this project. 
So it's important, I think, that you pepper in logic data into your conversations. Talk about price escalation and be specific when you're doing it. If in the last three years, as I've certainly found, that the increase in cost of remodeling is 15 to 20%, don't keep that a secret from them. You know, they think because they see the cost of lumber going down that the, the price of the remodeling is going to go down. But you can logically explain, you know, that doesn't take into account subcontractors, labor. It doesn't take into account some of the higher-end materials that they're going to be using. You know, lumber represents only a very small percentage of the project cost, and therefore you've got to use that data. You've got to talk to them also about the data of the cost of moving is 10 to 20% of the cost of the new home. A lot of times they don't think about that data. But what's important, I think, with this theme is when you leave, if you pepper in some really significant data into the conversation, that's what they'll remember. They won't forget those numbers. They may forget the hype and the excitement and the emotions that you got caught up in, but they're not going to forget those facts and figures. Number four on my list was you got to think about uh, kind of what I call or what we called in our business the buckets of urgency. And there really are three buckets that you need to focus on. And I would encourage you to do an exercise, literally create three columns, have within these three buckets the headline at the top, and then list all the things that are relevant, relevant to create urgency in each one. So the three buckets are the client, the second one is the project urgency, and the third one is you and your company and your people's urgency. So when it comes to the client, you might want to talk about, you know, a great time of year to do this project as it relates to their family, as it relates to their travel. You might also dive more deeply into the financial elements and talk about the cost of urgency and how we see increases in costs and remodeling historically a couple times a year, but in the last couple of years, it's been more often. On the project, you might talk about weather and why it's really important to start a project at a certain time of the year. You might talk about the availability of some of the subcontractors when it comes to a particular type of project. Number three is you. You know, don't hesitate. If they've created a relationship with you, they're going to want to know what your availability, what your design, your team, even a project manager that they are excited about working with, they would want to know that he would be able to do the project. And you can use those little elements as urgency. But if you look at the, the sense of urgency when it comes to these three buckets, the client, the project, and you, and then you can pepper into the conversation some of the different elements that really relate to each one. Number five on my list was try to educate, not sell. You know, I oftentimes encourage you to use third-party examples, third-party phrases, in large part because people don't want to necessarily be sold something. They want to be guided in what other people are doing out there. So you might use a third-party uh, phrase such as, you know, over the last many years, I've never had a client, never had a client say, I wish I would have put the project off. I've only had clients say it would have been great to do this earlier when my family was 
uh, still at home or when my kids were here or when my mother was alive. You know, also try to educate in breaking down misconceptions when it comes. I mentioned earlier about misconception about lumber being a key element of cost, but you've got to admit, you've got to break down other misconceptions they might have with putting things off that it's okay. You know, they think, for example, oftentimes it's when you start the project that is important, not necessarily when you finish the project. So you've got to break down some of those misconceptions of just how long everything takes. Number six on my list when it comes to urgency, and it's a little bit more of a specific technique, but it's really focused on focus on the end in mind, not the beginning of the process. They will think oftentimes they have this, they have plenty of time to get it when they want, but the reality is remodeling projects take time. So one technique that uh, uh, I and my team developed many, many years ago was something that we called the reverse timeline. And we would always start with the end in mind. And the end in mind is when they would like to wake up in their new master suite, when they would like to have that family dinner in their new kitchen. If you focus on the end in mind, you want to make sure also that that end is real. It's not just arbitrary. Uh, because they have their family all together every Thanksgiving. Because, for example, they, they uh, 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 have travel that's going on and they want certain things done before they are leaving the home. But have that end in mind. And then what you want to do, it's very simple, and you can do this with a simple piece of paper, is start and create a timeline going backwards, not forward. And going backwards, you can talk about having a little bit of a break after the project's done. You can talk about the length and duration of the project. You can talk about the logistics and ordering materials. You can talk about permitting. You can talk about design. All these sequence take time. And then magically, that time frame comes back to when we're, that's about where we are right now. So it's a very logical and sensible way, I think, to create urgency when it comes to, wow, if I really want to be in this home by next Thanksgiving, then I'm going to need to be starting the design or I'm going to be starting the, 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 the process in a more active way. And if you can get clients to push you forward rather than drag them like a sack of rocks, I think the likelihood it's going to happen is much greater. And number seven, it, it kind of boils down. If you've done everything else, I think what you have to do is you really have to realize that clients really kind of fall into three buckets. And I like to think about this in the metaphor of, of travelers. You've got the ones that are on the fast train, the bullet train, so to speak, that really have a sense of urgency and want to move more quickly. What you want to do is move all the obstacles, call a few audibles, tweak your processes even to allow that client to be kind of expedited through the process. There's nothing better than getting to the end in a much faster period of time. And you're going to find that there'll be less mistakes. There'll be more, I think, alignment when it comes to the project. And you'll actually make more money because of that effectiveness and efficiency. The other extreme, the number three, is you've got the scenic train. 
That's the train that goes, meanders through the, the uh, uh, Canadian Rockies, taking a look at all the scenes. You know, that's the client that, quite frankly, you can't create urgency for. And you've got to just kind of let them be on the scenic train. You got to kind of keep in touch. You got to forward different in, insights and information. But the key thing is don't expect and gear up your forces to happen with the scenic train when it's just not going to happen. It doesn't mean they don't eventually become good clients for you, but don't try to be uh, force a kind of a square peg in a round hole when they want to be on a scenic train and you want to move them on a fast train. And then you have the intermediate, what I call kind of the more commuter, commuter chain. And that's focused on really the efficiency, the effectiveness, following the process, making sure that you're really communicating the right agenda all the way through and you want it. So when you look at these three trains, the bullet train, the fast train, uh, the, the, the commuter train, and then the scenic train, what I think you need to do is divide your clients, divide your prospects, divide those people, which bucket do they fall in? And also don't hesitate to let them know that that's the bucket that they're in and create a timeline and an urgency kind of a, a, a message that's really consistent with all three of those. So I want to just kind of conclude on this particular podcast focusing on urgency to really say that, you know, it's really your job to create the urgency. You know, the difference between a pro and an amateur is oftentimes the one that is sitting back on their heels and letting the client drive the process. And I think if you can integrate a lot of these themes and a lot of these techniques, you're going to be able to see a lot more success. It's going to reduce your stress. You're going to move projects through in a more effective way and certainly have an overall greater client experience. Take care, everyone. <music>